welcome to the Northern Monkeys football show again. Uh, we've got Odin and Wayne with us as normal. Yo. Uh, and we've got a new guy today who we are pulling in advance for. Uh, also Wednesday fan, it's Nuttall. Good evening, Nuttall. Good evening. Or Dan, some people. We've now got two Dan's, so that's why you've got two surnames. Yeah. Nuttall's been brought in specifically to disagree with Wayne. The whole purpose sure of it, so we we'll look forward I'm to sure it. I can do that for the majority of this, uh, Wayne. Don't worry. Pretty sure you've been doing that for the majority of your life, but yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's only one place to start this week, and that's with Liverpool. Um, they have finally become champions after, well, waiting the long, what feels like the longest time ever. Uh, when we went without playing City, City lost to Chelsea. What do we think? Obviously. So this advocate, but I assume we all think they massively deserved it. Yeah, I, I think it goes without saying they've definitely been the best team this season. Um, we don't like it. <laughs> we don't like having to deal with them saying that they've been champions of England God knows how many times, despite the fact this is the first time they've won it in 30 years. But, yeah, definitely the best team at league and deserved. Yeah, I think like they're it. a very likeable team at the minute anyway. I know the fans are a bit... Here it goes! <laughs> As a, as a team, how can you not like watching them? Jurgen Klopp, nobody can dislike him, can they? And and there isn't anybody on their team what you think he, he's a twat. He doesn't deserve to win it. They're all they've got some brilliant players. Since they uh, signed Van Dyke, since, since they signed Van Dyke, they've been best team in country. I've got one. That, team. I've got one that think Lovren. Well, he doesn't play, does he? No, I suppose. He's a con. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's the best nothing... defender in the world in his own head. Yeah, true. It's it's nothing to do with the team or the players. I think everyone likes Klopp. They've got you know a good attacking, exciting team to watch. I just can't stand listening to the fans. People no, but have... fortunately we don't see many of them around here. Well, you do, but only the odd one or two. And none of them actually go to games, so they don't really have much of an opinion. But well, that's the problem. They'll come out of the woodworks the first time in 30 years. I have been to Ring of Bells today and seen, seen flags all over uh, at one of the flats down there. <laughs> Liverpool title winning flags. Wayne, John Higgins. How can anyone dislike John Higgins? He's a Liverpool season ticket holder, isn't he? I saw John Higgins about a year ago on a train in Sheffield along with Liam McKenzie. And he is a changed man, I'll have you know. I didn't recognise him at the start. Fair play to the lad. I'm sure this makes no sense to some people listening. No. <laughs> you can't argue with the job, job Klopp has done there, though. I was looking earlier at the finishes they've had since Klopp came in. Before Klopp were there, they'd finished second the season before. All right. But it was sixth, seventh, eighth, sixth. And since he came in, They've been in Champions League every year and they got gradually better. So he's actually done a right good job. Yeah, but he's brought in good players from good players. Look at Manny. Manny's coming from Southampton. Wijnaldum's coming from Newcastle. You can't think of any bad signings. Can you think of a bad signing they've made? Or a bad signing that Klopp has made? Not a fan, no. I think they, they had to do a lot of recovering from the Keegan days of spending um, sorry not Keegan uh, Dalgleish, I don't know why I said Keegan Dalgleish 
uh, days of spending stupid money on unnecessary players. So they, they had the, a few seasons of struggling. Mm. Uh, um, but yeah, I'd agree. The last few seasons, the signings have been really good. Um, I think when people thought, what, we 57 million for Van Dyke? Maybe thinking that was a bit high at the time. Turns out it's one of the best signings that's been made in recent years. You could argue it's one of the best signings in Premier League history. He's completely changed them almost overnight. As soon as he came in, they looked more solid straight away. It's been an amazing signing for him. And he's another one that's come from Southampton. It's not like, they've, you know, he's already a world beat. He's plucked him from a relatively small club. And Van Dyke's now, most people would argue, his best defender in the world, isn't he? Yeah, I think signing Alisson made a big difference as well because Minya Lille liked to chuck a few in his own net, didn't they? Every now and again, which they don't do anymore. This no. season, as opposed to last season, they were quite. I thought they were quite explosive. They beat teams four, five nil regularly. They've mm. just made sure they've won every week this season. They've not. They've not necessarily swept teams away. Obviously, Salah's not scored anywhere near as many as he did last year. No. But the consistency, they don't concede any, and that's, I think that's mainly down to Van Dijk and Alisson. They're the big yeah. differences. He, he addressed, didn't he? He addressed it after that Champions League final. Everyone knew before then, didn't they, that Carriers and Mignolet were a liability. Yeah. And they didn't have any any kind of like leaders in defence, you know, down the core. And, well, apart from, well, you've got people out in the team are good players, but they're not a leader like Van Dyke, is he? Yeah. No. And, and the real, real thing. You don't matter who plays with him, Van Dyke. He, he, no. he just seems to think best at him. Yeah. It does, Oda. What do we reckon, Oda? The biggest sign of the season's got to be Andal Onigan, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 million pound goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. What a keeper. Dennis Wise always said uh, he was a 20 million pound goalkeeper. <laughs> he's, finally, he's, he's finally proven uh, even though he's never been for that figure he's finally proven his uh, his words unfortunately <laughs> no, nobody, nobody likes to see Dennis Wisely right does he no that's true no. if uh, before we go off in the pool I've got to, I've got to just say I'm, as, as Odin will know and he, and he likes to get involved I'm overjoyed for Jordan Henderson because he finally yeah. will get some recognition that he actually deserves. Yeah, that's Wayne putting his hand on his face, ready to disagree. But That's Wayne putting his hand on his face and not all removing his penis from Jordan Henderson's <laughs> arse. Uh, we've had to listen to this for way too long. Not all Henderson loving. He deserves that Premier League title. It's not all said to be president of the Jordan Henderson fan club, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with Nutto. You can't argue with what he's been doing for years, and it's only been like in the last couple of seasons he's he's come to recognition a, a lot more people than than what he used to. I think when he came from Sunderland, he he probably didn't have the best first season mm. or two, but he's been consistent since then, and like everyone's just assumed he's still this. This shitty Jordan Henderson that coming from Sunderland, aren't they? Mm. is putting this. You can't argue with. Yeah, good. England won't replace him. When he retires, England won't replace him. That's all I'm saying. Phillips. Exactly. 
Yeah, Calvin Phillips, fucking hell. Uh, moving on from Did you hear that? What? Did you hear that? You're comparing Calvin Phillips to Jordan Henderson? <laughs> no, that's all I'm saying. He's a younger-ish prospect. And I think he could... Uh, Go on. Could, Come on, it's time. It, it, Let's have another Odin prediction. People who don't know Odin won't know that he loves a good prediction. <laughs> Just to Simon Grayson. Simon Grayson is going to be to buy when? This year. What were we predicting? What were we predicting, sorry? We're just going through a list of your predictions first, so everybody knows. So Simon Grayson will be England manager by this year. Yeah, uh, that was predicted in 2010, that in 10 yeah. years, Simon Grayson would be England manager. He also predicted that whilst in charge of Leeds, Steve Evans would get them promoted to the Premier League. Didn't have didn't get a chance. Didn't get a chance to do it. Oren, you, Oren, you cancelled the bet the next day. You did, actually, yeah. You realised what a ridiculous bet it were and cancelled it. It were after he'd been sacked. The day after. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's summer. So, come on, let's have your, let's have your prediction on Calvin Phillips. Right, Calvin Phillips will go to next year's Euros. Oh, fair enough. Prediction. So that's, that's an interesting one. That. I think if you look if, at the book, he's on. To be honest, if Leeds if Leeds go up and he's playing every week, there's every chance. Well, I'm just I'm just on the website now. If you look at the odds of him to go to the World Cup, it's actually, yep. If you put twenty twenty pounds on that, you get sectioned. That's how <laughs> stupid a bet is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a World Cup after next year's Euros. Maybe go World Cup after that anyway, but. I will say in Odin's defence, he did predict when Lewis Cook were 15 that he would play for England, and he did go on to play for England, so we were also it's not all bad. Why Odin was looking at Lewis Cook at 15, yeah. but he did predict <laughs> it, and it, yeah, fair play, it was a good bet. Did he have a Sam Byron one as well? Yeah, he did. Just didn't come off. No. This time for him, yeah, it's not, it's not over yeah. at all. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, and he can't get a game in their defence, which is a worry. Their bottom at league. (laughs) Right, moving on to City. Um, City just looked brilliant at times, particularly at Chelsea game last week. At times, they looked really good, but it sort of summed up their season that they looked quite good, but they just didn't do anything. They just didn't really threaten enough to score any goals and two ridiculous mistakes cost them game and that that, that overall thing's what's cost up title really isn't it Wayne yeah I don't I won't say it's what's cost them title because I think Liverpool have just been so much better this season City could have played as well as they needed to play I don't think anyone were ever going to beat Liverpool to it um, they've been out of the league um, but that's that's the area they need to improve on if they want to chase next year Um I, I, I can't see who they're going to be able to bring in to, to solve that problem though even with all the money they've they, got they're guilty of overplaying at times aren't they I think that's what it is they get they do create a lot of, a lot of good good chances uh, I don't know how old Aguero now it's, it's going on a bit isn't it? it's mid to, it's going to be mid-30s now mm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Jesus is really an adequate replacement 
he's all right. He'll score a few goals, but I don't think he's Aguero's level, is he? No. But then again, are they going to be able to find somebody that's Aguero's level? I don't know. Yeah, they, they never look as good. When Aguero's not playing, they never look as good, do they? And then they haven't for, for, for a few years, have they? Aguero's not there, they do struggle. Um, what do you reckon, Ud? Is there anybody you can think of that the city you reckon could bring in to uh, fill? Because look, Aguero's 32, so he ain't got many years left in him at this type of level. I really like Gabriel Je- Je- Jesus. Je- Jesus. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, he, he, oh, could he be as good as Aguero? Possibly. He's still only young, isn't he? How old is he? 20, 21? Yeah, yeah, he is only really young. He's younger than you think he is. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a regular for Brazilian and all. No, they're not. 23. Yeah, 23. But they, need to, they do need to add a, a striker, but you look at loss of company, and, mm. that, that's mm. had and, and in fact, that's sad. They've still got John Stones in there and around that defence. He don't bring confidence La- to me. Laporte's injury were a big issue for big yeah. pa- big part of season for them because they didn't the play. I mean, it, I, I know it's part of Pep Pep's thing. He don't mind chucking a central midfielder in there like Fernandinho's been. He did it at Barcelona and Mascherano. Don't necessarily need a main striker with where they play because they create that many chances. They will still score goals, but if it means catching Liverpool up with the way they are at the minute. Then they're going to have to get they're going to have to get somebody. Yeah, because I think playing the way they are, that they will still have hiccups. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, moving on to Chelsea, they looked clinical. They took the chances they got. Uh, they look nailed on for top four, don't they? Chelsea, they look very comfortable for top four spot. I think Lampard has done an absolutely brilliant job there this season. Because at the beginning of this season, I don't think many people give them a chance to top four. They're no. a transfer ban. They were going in playing kids. Abraham, he'd only played in Premier League for one season. He didn't really do it at Swansea. Mm. He's done all right in championship level. Mason Mount, people like that. So many young lads that have brought through. that. I, I, at the beginning of the season, I had them down for ninth, tenth. Mm. So for them to be in Champions League and to look like they deserve to be in there... Mm. He's, he's, done a, he's done a brilliant job, Lampard. And I think he only got it because they weren't expecting him to do very well. And mm. they thought Lampard would probably get grace being the club legend that he is. Yeah. He had a free season, didn't he? Whatever happened this season, it was because of transfer ban and everything else, it was free hit. Um, and like I say, there were a couple of good signs, that kid from Ajax and Werner's coming in for next season. So the buying on paper, what is pretty good signs as well. Now they can actually sign people. Um, but yeah, I think it's actually things done really, it's done a good job there. Um, so I think Chelsea looks set for what do you think about Leicester? I don't put it in here, but Leicester falling away really badly. I mean, aren't they? Old? Yeah, I only watched them a bit of it on Sunday. I know it cut, but yeah, they've Vardy's uh, not been firing for him, has he? And would you look to up front other than the name easier? Easier talisman, isn't it? Mm. They ain't got much goals in that yeah, side other than Vardy, have they? No, uh, not much depth, is there? Yeah, lockdown's done them no help. 
Uh, uh, well, they're, they're missing Mad- Madison didn't play at weekend, is it? Did he? Um, Ricardo's out. Mm. Oh, a bit. Oh, for, for a right back, he's a big attacking influence for a minute. Uh, so I think they are missing a few. I think they'll. I think they'll have enough to get over the line. Just. Yeah. And with that, Wayne. Yeah, they'll definitely finish the top four. I mean, just looking at the next few games, I think there's probably opportunities for them to turn it round there. Uh, Everton away, Palace at home, Arsenal away. We know how bad Arsenal have been. Doing they've only there. really got Spurs and Man U in the in the them top few that they've got to play in, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, the problem is the problem is is that's their final two games. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, Spurs <laughs> away, Spurs away, Man U at home. Um, but they should be fine by that point. Enough to, I suspect they'll probably finish fourth. But I think they'll uh, they'll be they'll be uh, they've done enough to get in top four. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Then moving on to the Champions League chasers. Um, Man, you are the best out uh, the, uh, since the restart. Certainly, been the best outside the top four. They battered Sheffield United three 0 Sheffield United have been poor, but Man, you looked really good. Um, what do we think about Man? You did, did you give Man you any chance making breaking into top four? Actually, yeah, I do, and I know that's going to really shock Odin. Um, but yeah, they've played well since the restart. They look convincing. Uh, other teams less so, you know. You know, we. One reason I'm glad Nuttall is on is that uh, we can laugh even more at Sheffield United. Um, <laughs> I know Wolves are in fifth at the moment. They've played the extra game. I could see Manuel winning that game in hand. I think I, I think I could uh, see them finishing fifth, and then depending on how the City thing goes, whether they get into Champions League or not, I don't know. But I can definitely see them in fifth. Mm. They've got quite an easy run, uh, apart from the last two again. I think the last two are Chelsea-Leicester, which obviously could be massive games Mm. at that point. But Man U's run up until that point is relatively easy on paper. Yeah. So there's no reason they can't pick up points. No, yeah, I I agree with that. And we'll move on to a situation of Man U's, which is... Highly debated, not between us, but we got the key goalkeeping situation at Man U is for decades very precarious and a very dodgy eighteen months or so. Particularly since the restart at Tottenham game, were very poor. He didn't have hope to do against Sheffield because Sheffield were rubbish. Um, I'll just let you two, not all, and Wayne go at it. <laughs> I, I will start by saying I stick by my comment about David de Gea being one of the best keepers in the world as I made on last week's show, and I will open the ball up to Nuttall on his debut to explain why he isn't. Well, right, so what, what, which of his attributes put him in the best three keepers in the world? Because he's not very good with his feet, particularly. You would talk about Edison, Allison, and those, much better with the feet. He's not the most commanding goalkeeper in the world, is he? He struggled with it when he first came here. All right, he's a bit better coming collecting ball, but in terms of covering his area and things like that, I don't think he's particularly strong. But you would say his shot stopping is his best attribute. Yeah? Um, one of his, definitely one of his best attributes, yeah. And that puts him in top three world, his shot stopping. No, I think, I think you're wrong when you talk about his commandant's area. I think he is... I think he does come. I think he commands some areas usually covered by how much confidence your defence has in you. Um, you'll, particularly lower down the leagues, you see these really brilliant shot stoppers that 
don't command their area, don't have the, the other aspects of the game. That's why they're further down the league. Um, he did struggle with commanding his area, coming collecting and things like that, organisation defence when he first came to England. I don't think that's an issue for him anymore. And I think people are only raising this as a concern because of this one mistake against Tottenham, which admittedly was a shocking mistake. But yeah, I, I can't see the argument why people are saying he's not one of the best in the world. Well, in anticipation of this debate, I've done a bit of research for you, Wayne. <laughs> I see. So, if you look at save percentage, Premier League only, obviously. This season, David De Gea is ninth in the league for save percentage. He's below Martin Dubravka. <laughs> it's not even a good keeper. All, all I will say is Edison is tenth. But other than that, everybody else in that in that list that's above him, I I, I agree with Allison, Henderson, Leno, Larice, Michael, that Vicente Guaita, whoever at Palace has has been above him for the last two years, uh, and Matt Ryan. Well, one way or other, he's a decent keeper, but I won't necessarily say better than De Gea. You you you've used a, a stat save percentage to suggest that Edison is better when Edison is lower than him. So just to be clear, <laughs> you're using this stat to say Edison is better when Edison's lower. Edison were brought into Man City to play football, not necessarily to save a lot because they don't intend on him much <laughs> going his way. So oh, uh, it's all right, stick a Guerrero in that then. I think what, but the point I'm all making with that is obviously most people will say De Gea is a brilliant shot stopper. And on the facts, I actually went two seasons back and he were about seventh season before. The season before that, he were up near the top. But for the last two years, he's been nowhere near one of the best cup free goalkeepers in the world. He's, he's cost Manuel a lot of goals. Well, moving on to where this argument's come from, which is <laughs> should Henderson be back in the Man U team next season you know he's had a good good season Henderson um, he's had two good seasons actually admittedly the first one was in the championship are you really comparing him based on a season in championship and a season in Prem with Sheffield who have surprised teams with their tactics the reason I would if I you know it'll pay me to say it that he's played and he's a fan's favourite at Sheffield United for the last two years but he's how old? 22, 23? The Gea, they could still they could still draw 50, 60 million for him because Madrid will still pay it. I would cash in while he's still worth some money because it won't be in two or three years if he keeps going the way he's going. Yeah, it's just natural progression of all players there is that as they get older, the prices change. Yeah, it is, but when you've got a ready-made replacement, they're ready to come in and play. Why wouldn't you do it? Oh, I would definitely have him at Man U next season. I'd, uh, I don't see what Romero offers as a backup keeper. Um, so I'd definitely have him at Man U pushing De Gea. And I'd like to think that if you had two quality keepers like that, that Man U, both of them, would up the game because you're, you're always playing off, off against each other. Um, I don't think he's quite as good as De Gea. Ask me again in two years, that might change. In fact, I'd go as far as saying it probably will be better in two a years. A club like but... Man U, it, it certainly will be. You don't know, shall we? I think uh, so. We, we will continue with this in the Northern Monkeys Extra Time podcast where me and Nathan have a bare knuckle fire. Yeah, fair enough. 
We'll move on then. We mentioned Wolves. Uh, they've again been really good since restart. Um, they've got nobody left to play Wolves. No, no. The, the the teams they have got to play are all middling clubs with nothing to play for. So yeah. they're they this should be a good bet to. I think they'll run the closest behind Man U. Mm. So the top the top six look set now, don't they? There's you the top four, and then Wolves and Man U are top six. I can't see any any of them six dropping out of that little bracket. No. Really, Sheffield have dropped off some like an absolute stone. Um, Ode, can you see any way back for Jeff United for what they were looking at before lockdown? No, I mean, they had a bit of an improved performance, didn't they, uh, against Arsenal? But, mm. um, nah, it just seems to have not the rhythm, doesn't it? Um, lockdown. And, I don't know, Since lockdown. Always- yeah. Since lockdown, they've looked like a team a team full of League One journeymen, which is ironic because that's what they were before Chris Wilder took over. Yeah. Yeah, and none of the signs have paid off either, have they really? Sanderberg came in for reasonable money. He's not done out special. I can't think of any other signings they've brought in who've improved them. The best players are the ones that have been there for a couple of seasons, who, like we say, are League One at best championship players for any normal club. I think I'd argue that, that Mousset has probably improved them. Don't like um, him though, does he? He don't. He, sure. won't, he don't. He won't play. Yeah, uh, he's probably the only exception. Um, I don't think he's that bad a player. I think they will have paid for him, but mm. he's not a bad. Not a bad player. If I were a footballer, I'd want McBurney's agent. Fuck, has he got a, a twenty million pound move to a to a Premier League club? He's got some looking as, as much championship as I thought he would. He's got some naked pictures of Chris Wilder, and he's holding it against him. <laughs> no, they're probably Chris Wilder's daughter, allegedly. Ele- correct answer, <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> yeah, well, let's move on from that, shall we? It's like we're checking out losing FA Cup to Arsenal. Uh, so semi-final draw for FA Cup lines was Man U against Chelsea and City against Arsenal. Uh, I assume it's played in July. I don't know when that's played exactly. Um, what do we reckon for that? I assume everybody thinks City's going to win FA Cup. Bear in mind that best team left in it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just eliminate Arsenal because that's definitely not going to happen mm. uh, and work on probably whoever wins that and Man U in. Look at it, yeah. Manchester Derby. Manchester Derby at final. That could that'd be good. We know that's Man United final. Well, when's it going to be? Is there any uh, any possibility of getting fans around August the first? I think whatever the first Saturday in August, I think is what's been. I said. wouldn't have thought they'd be opening Wembley up about that stage. I'd be surprised. Yeah, we can hope, but I can't see it. Um, so yeah, uh, moving on to the next one, the one that Nuttall requested specifically, the Sean Dyche. A Burnley situation. They won last on Monday night, one nil. Did they win? Yes, they did. <laughs> I watched their final. It's a good, good result uh, against Palace, actually. That, that pushes them into into that into a real fight for seventh spot, which should be Europe, uh, which they got a couple of years ago. So they're he's done a fantastic job, but potentially looking at leaving. I've seen reports it's to do with either transfer dealings or contract dealings with players. He's not very happy. Um, first of all, let's move. how do we think if Sean Dice left, where would he go? Where could you see him going to? I've got to admit, I'm, 
I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I, and I were I were struggling with where he would go, despite the fact he's done an absolutely brilliant job over at Corsa. However many years he's been at Burnley, four or five years, mm. he's he's got a, a team like them. We're from we're all from Rotherham, uh, a place synonymous with pedos, and, and, <laughs> and oh dear and God, and, and I would still rather live here than Burnley. Yet he's managed to get people to go and live. In the arsehole of England, <laughs> and, <laughs> and get them to Europe potentially twice in that time, and not and, and have you ever heard a player unhappy at Burnley? You never hear of it. So what's he do? It, the only clubs I could potentially see him going to, or if they stayed up, West Ham, I think would probably be a good club for him. It'd probably be a step up in terms of the club size, and he would get a bit of money to spend, which he's never had at Burnley. Or maybe back to Watford, but it with them owners got got rid of him. So yeah. don't know. I, I I just can't see a big. I, I don't know why I can't see a big club taking a chance on him. It's not fashionable, is it? No, no, you're right. I, I can't see a big club taking a chance. You're not, you're not going to get top six or seven taking a chance on something like Sean Dyche, who was unproven. They always go for the proven, generally foreign, you know, Italian coaches, Spanish coaches, whatever. Um, Ode, can you see anywhere? I, I, I thought maybe Palace, but again, that's not really that much of a step up. Well, where's Hodgson uh, going? Well, he's 70 something, he can't be, can't be far off retiring, can he? I don't like, so he's not going to die. Calm down. I, I'm not I'm not putting a hit out on him. I'm just saying he's going <laughs> to. Roy Hodgson, if you are listening, it's Laxer that wants you dead, not the rest <laughs> of us. Just Laxer. I, I like Roy Hodgson. I just, you know. Just... Why are you trying to kill him then? He's 70-summit. He's had his time. You're going to take him around the back of the barn and shoot him. Is that what you're saying? No. He's not an old dog, like say. What are you getting Roy all sensitive about Roy Hodgson for? Because you're trying to kill him. Roy Hodgson, we're a big fan of you on this podcast. Apart from Lax, you once you're dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on killing Roy Hodgson? Oh, Roy Hodgson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, well, that, I, I, could see going to Burnley, but Roy Hodgson will outlive everyone on this earth. It could be a nuclear bomb and <laughs> still be there on some kind of ventilator barking the instructions at, at dead footballers on a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Organising cockroaches on set pieces. Yeah. <laughs> wondering, wondering why and, and, and banging his head like he does. Uh, <laughs> why nobody's moving. And make him run, and they're all dead from a nuclear bomb. <laughs> Quite an elaborate story, Ode. It is, yeah. You've thought about that. <laughs> hey, you know, I agree more, though. Burnley, the arsehole of England. Yeah, it, it, that's bang on that. What a fucking shit, though. <laughs> I disagree. I don't think Burnley is the arsehole of England. I think it's like, you know, the hair that you get around your arsehole. I think it's that more than anything. I think the arsehole of England, as we have discovered in recent times, Laxa, is Accrington. Oh, I like Accrington. I mean, the towns are shit all, but clubs are good. I thought you were on about towns, but you said places to live. I suppose. I don't like, I don't, yeah. Go on then, we'll get Accrington. I mean, they're basically the same place. Everywhere in Lancashire looks exactly the same anyway. We're not biased on this podcast at all. No. I mean, it does. Yeah. <laughs> also, 
Also, the Burnley's away end is named after Colin Fishwick. <laughs> who, who is Colin Fishwick? He were, he, were, he were on Coronation Street. I see. Yeah. He was a serial killer. Yeah, he buried his victims under well, Burnley's away no, end. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. zinc foundations that Colin Fishwick sounds okay. Fair enough. Know, While we're on managers, is it worth mentioning the uh, rumour that surfaced today about Roy Keane? Yeah, I have seen that. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen this. You're gonna have to shed some light. Uh, he's been linked with Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. Well, if you wanted a ruthless dictator, you don't have to go for Roy Keane. You could have gone somewhere else. <laughs> it's an odd choice. I hope he gets it. It'd be hilarious. I'd I, I don't it. want him to get it. I enjoy him too much on Sky Sports. But if he goes international management, he can still come across to Sky Sports and do Premier League games anyway. Well, I suppose, yeah. He could also declare, declare war against Russia, possibly, as well. So we need He'd to be really that. careful. He would definitely do that. Do you think you bully uh, David De Gea into becoming Azerbaijan's number one goalkeeper? <laughs> I don't think he'd have him. No. I think he'd, he'd, he'd have uh, Postman or whoever plays it net for him instead. <laughs> yeah. Just before we we'll leave the Burnley to- topic, by the way, have you seen the odds on who could take over as their next manager? Mark Hughes, uh, isn't it? Well, Mark Hughes is now second favourite. Ian, uh, Ian Wom is favourite. Third favourite, Alan Pardew, fresh out with his eight-year contract with uh, Newcastle, straight into a new job. Joey Barton down in 12-1 uh, to 1 as well. Really? Yeah. So it's either, either the same old, same old as in Mark Hughes and Alan Pardew or Joey Barton. I think, what down, uh, I think they're going to fall off a cliff, Burnley, if, if they get rid yeah. of the yeah, I could, I could put it He's what's keeping up. We've seen it happen with a few other clubs. Stoke did it with Pulis, didn't they? Yeah. A season or so after, they just dropped and dropped and potentially dropped even further, which will come as on a, in a bit. As a result of Mark Hughes. Well, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, moving, on, moving on to the bottom of the Premier League. Um, there's some really poor teams at the bottom of that league. Norwich are dead and buried. Uh, I suppose there's not much point talking about them anymore because they are just gone. Um, we've then got Villa, Bournemouth and West Ham all on 27 points Watford on 28 and then a bit of a gap to Brighton so it's looking like four, two from four of that um, what do we reckon we all, we all pick Brighton to go down and they look quite comfortable mm. since, since they, 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 well they've got five points and a much better goal difference haven't they so miles better you can, yeah. you, can, you can count that for, for six points Uh They've also still got Newcastle, Southampton and Norwich to play. So I could see another another nine points there getting yeah. picked up. Uh, so I can't I can't see Brighton going down. I'm surprised at Watford. I thought Watford would start pretty well and they've not done anything to restart, have they? Oh. No, but they're helped out by the fact that... Uh, I'll check in. Yeah, they're helped out by the fact that no one else down there wants to seem to pick up any points either. Yeah. I mentioned about West Ham and the negativity around around there at the minute. Mm. Uh, I I'm still sticking with them to go down. Well, I, look, I, did, I did I did I did look at the runnings earlier and West Ham, although they're poor, I've got Newcastle, 
Burnley, Norwich, Watford, Manu, Villa. They could that, pick up points today. Is that Villa game last game at season? Yes. That could be good. Yeah, the, the issue is that they could pick up points. I just can't see them doing it. There's too much negativity around the place. They look destined for relegation. Mm. They all do down there, though. That's part of the problem. But yeah. Bournemouth, Bournemouth can't, they, they don't like winning a game, do they? No, it looks, it looks like end of the road to Bournemouth. I can't see them pulling up. They need to pick it up and quick. The only team that's picking yeah. up points is Villa, but they're picking up just the odd point. I think they picked two draws up, which is still more than most other teams down there, but it's still not enough. You wouldn't have thought. No. Um, if you look at Bournemouth running, Newcastle, Man U, Spurs, Leicester, Southampton is even a derby, and, and Everton. That's tough running, that. I can't, I can't see Bournemouth getting out of it. I, I would say they, they'll finish second bottom behind. Uh, Norwich, I think it's going to be that third place that's up for grabs. Yeah, so I, I think Villa will go down. I don't think they've, I don't think, I don't think they've got enough. Um, I think Watford will find enough. Like, bit of trust in Pearson. He's good at these sort of situations, isn't he? Sort of towards the end of the season, he did it with Leicester and kept them up when they looked dead and buried. Uh, the break, the, the lot, lot, lot of that came at a really bad time for Watford because he picked up quite a lot of momentum before when he came in, Pearson, didn't he? And it's just that's gone away completely for them. So I, put, I, I still think they'll uh, they'll stay up. Um, uh, moving on. The next section we have is our segment that will return, has returned. It's Wayne's Word. No jingle this week. That may come at some point. Um, it's a good one this week. Me and Odin are going to sit back and enjoy this. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Wayne's Word changed about an hour ago. Um, I was originally going to talk about uh, Barrow's return to Football League. But on Odin and Lax's request, <laughs> me and Nuttall are going to sob for the next few minutes while we talk about the breaking news. or it is breaking news as we're doing this podcast. Uh, that's happening at Hillsborough. So, um, Rob Staten, um, working on behalf of uh, BBC Luke North, tweeted uh, about an hour ago saying that several players uh, at Wednesday had not been paid or had not been paid fully their uh, wages for June. Now, to say that the club's been throwing around a lot of money the last couple of years, it's a little bit worrying. Um We've supposedly got an owner whose family is worth billions, and yet we're not paying people on time. Now, is it spy? Is it the players that are out of contract? Um, not many people know that when your contract comes up in football, you're actually paid for a further month after the end of your contract. It's a, like a severance package. Um, so t- players are normally played up till the end of July rather than the end of June. So is it just the players that are leaving? That haven't been paid properly. At this point, we're not sure. Um, but still, working times, paying a lot of money to uh, get tickets for a match at Hillsborough. And I'm not all you are a season ticket holder. I can't say exactly how much a season ticket is at a minute, but you might be able to shed some light on that. Uh, I think uh, in Cop it was about 480 something like that. That's the cheapest. So. Yeah, cheapest ticket <laughs> uh, behind the goal people who don't know the layout of Hillsborough, is £480 for a season. It's still a lot of money to be forking out for championship football, uh, especially when you can get a season ticket at Bramall Lane for £330, I believe. Their cheapest one behind the net. It's oh, worrying. 
Um, if if I know Chancery like I think I do, or like oh, we best all we do, like we all, everybody's got this opinion of him is. Well, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's just decided I'm not paying seventh players, so then players will won't extend the contracts. That that will be his stance because he's is one of these that I think he's got morals, but if it's not agreeing with him, he will just say no. Bollocks to you. It's a bit like foot this with football league. He's is I think he's made an agreement with football league, and they've signed off on his deal, which looked dodgy, but EFL have signed off on it. He's taking them to court because they've changed changed their mind and said. It's not all right anymore because they've had a change of leadership at top. I think he's one of these that if you get if you get on wrong side of him, it will just be a twat to you. <laughs> to put it politely. Yeah. Well, I'll just push it onto that subject because the verdict is due this week on whether Wednesday get a points deduction or not. Fingers um, crossed. Yeah, to be honest, you probably won't get a complete verdict this week because it's more like more than likely to be appealed by whichever party feels aggrieved. Well, uh, I so- think it's 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 our it's our case against the football league that's been heard, isn't it? To say well, they they're unlawful in what they're doing, they haven't actually issued a points penalty or anything, have they? They've issued a charge against us. But I'm assuming if rule if it rules in EFL's favour, then they would issue the points penalty, and we couldn't really argue with it. Yeah, but it's it's more about where the decision's going to go. So if we do get charged this week, we know we're going to be in for a points deduction. If we don't get charged, we know where we stand. Yeah. Um, but still worrying times knocking around at Hillsborough. Uh, I haven't had a season ticket now for, when was the last time we had one? About 2013, the last time I had a season ticket. Uh, I stuck by my policy when Chancellor took over and he hiked prices that I wouldn't pay £30 to watch a game at Hillsborough, and, and I haven't. I've not paid more than 28 quid for a ticket at Hillsborough and stick by it, just because it's not justifiable. And for some reason, there's an ice cream van being pumped down. <laughs> it's outside. Does anybody want one? Does anybody want a 99? <laughs> not all. Can we get me an ice cream? <laughs> this is the weirdest introduction ever. <laughs> that is new intro. This is the intro for Wayne's Word. He's <laughs> playing tune for quite a long time tonight as well. I think he's done it on but There we go. We've gone. There we go. Wayne's Word. Uh, no, I think, uh, I think we're, we're run by a, a bloke that doesn't necessarily know what he's doing when he's running a football club, unfortunately. And unfortunately, what he says goes. It's been advised by some people that uh, just after they're just leeches, they're, they're just keeping him on side to get more money out of him, probably keep keep yeah. him on wage bill. And then, and, and the well, there's no no coincidence that when he had this um management committee when he first came in and he had all these advisors who were getting good players, and then he's got rid of a few of them, and suddenly we started getting players that were old. Paying over odds for him, which obviously we're still paying for now, and they were all useless. Laxey appears to have—I don't know what Laxey's just done there. I think he's tried to squat a fly on the table. We're not too sure. Ah, dice. Okay. Just 
on, on the subject of Tullesborough, I know about the advice. I think the only one left over at Hillsborough now is uh, Amadou Paxiao, I think his name is. Um, there's been lots of negative press around him and basically just saying that he's a yes man for Chancera, milking the money out of him. Reportedly something like, is it £400,000 a year? He's taken out him in a, in a management fee that he's not actually working at the club, just a consultancy fee. Um, players coming in that aren't necessarily the right fit for the club. And I think not all what we were saying about maybe he's not playing these players, the severance, and maybe that's what it is about, probably does hold some reverence. I think if I was a neutral looking in, thinking these players have basically left halfway, not, not with six games left, and I get COVID and everything, but would you be a bit annoyed as well if you if you were chasing promotion, relegation, playoffs, whatever it may be, and players left? Like Seodan was a neutral, would you? Well, we, we talked about it last week, didn't we, with Ryan Fraser and uh, Lyle Taylor at Charlton. I get it. It's just our football is a bit in it. Well, well, I'm... I've enjoyed the last uh, 10 15 minutes listening to, to your uh, talk about your sorry state of a football club, Sheffield Wednesday. It's been fantastic. But now I'm about to watch uh, Leeds United uh, pretty much put to bed this <laughs> this promotion to Premier League bid has. So I bid you farewell. I love you and love you. And enjoy <laughs> talking about the shitty football club still. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Um. Oh, so, oh, 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 okay. Okay. Um, I wasn't expecting that, but Odin has left mid-podcast <laughs> because the was talking about Wednesday and he's going to watch Leeds. To be fair, probably win. Um, yeah. But um, that's because the story's kind of breaking. It's only just happening now. I don't have too much details on who's not being paid, what's not being paid, etc. Maybe we'll be able to clear that up next week. Um, I'm quite annoyed, actually, about the change in Wayne's word because I've done quite a lot of research on Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will do, if nothing else comes up, we will do Barrow next week because it's a really interesting story there, club. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad to have them back in the Football League and we will discuss that next week. This will be, we can use this, Lexi, as our preview. For all Barrow fans, all 67 of you that want to listen next week, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. Let's, start. Let's do that next week. So that's the end of Wayne's word for this week. I think we've talked enough Wednesday for this week. That was lovely. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll just edit that out. It's fine. Um... Before we go to the championship, mentioned Germany's Germans league's finished, Bundesliga's finished this weekend, having been the first league to get restarted. Shockingly, Bayern Munich champions, uh, Werder Bremen stayed up at last day. Our team, Nuttall, Russia Munch and Gladbach are in the Champions League. Wayne, yeah, who did you pick? He was Dortmund, weren't he? Uh, well, I didn't pick Dortmund. Based on your uh, flow chart, oh. I think I got given Dortmund, yeah. Well, they got they got spanked six one. They got the biggest loss in about ten years. The last eight seasons that went well for them. Yeah, I've seen uh, that. But against, against anybody very good either way, it were against the very average team that beat them. Yeah, I think I think since the title, since they lost to Bayern, and not on that uh, game where they played each other, 
They were comfortably beaten as well. I watched, uh, obviously, before English game came back, watched quite a lot of German game. Mm. Bayern Munich were just so much better than everybody else that they played. They were scoring for fun when they first came back. Mm. Uh, I thought, as we discussed, like, Munch and Gladbach looked a, a very entertaining team, quite young. Uh, had odd slip up here and there, but I'm not surprised they've secured that Champions League place. Uh, and I saw Verde Bremen's win. Was, that was 6-1 or something like that, weren't it? To get yeah. into That puts them into the relegation playoff. Yeah. Um, well, they, they, their form's been really good since mm. lockdown. The next, they, were, they were virtually dead and buried, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they won most games since restart. Um, and I think the, record, the records of teams in the Bundesliga losing to Bundesliga two teams in playoff is like only couple of teams in the past 20 years, so chances are Werder Bremen staying up. But that they're, is they're the massive teams. German thing ever. That is the most German statistic ever that the teams in the top beat the teams at the bottom. There's no fairy tale story or anything. It's just <laughs> black and white. We are better than... And no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the accent. We are better than you. That is what. The, that is the most German thing ever. That's true. But they're a big club, Werder Bremen. He got stuck out in Hamburg in Bundesliga too. It, it would have been odd to see another... Well-known club go down, um, obviously. Well, Stuttgart, Stuttgart have got promoted to finish second. Hamburg actually missed out on the uh, post relegation playoff because it got battered 5-1 on the last day. Huh. Yeah, um, if they'd have won that, um, I'd now actually lost to Bleafield, who were their champions. Um, they would have been in the playoff, which would have made it a nice little, uh, mm. little, little bit of interest from a, a neutrals on that one. Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to talk about Germans or should we move on to the Championship? Yeah, there's not much more to say on Germany for me. No. Obviously, so, so Championship, uh, Odin's gone, so we've got some, not, thankfully we don't have to talk too much about their success. They were not brilliant against Fulham, but they still came away with a 3-0 win. Um, Patrick Bamford and scored one. I can't, can't remember who scored those, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. They were... Fulham were comfortably better side in the first half of that game as well, and they really should have put something away. But second half, they didn't offer anything, and Leeds just Leeds didn't offer much. They, mm-hmm. they put ball in net when they got the chance to, so which is not a feature on Leeds ordinarily, to be honest. So yeah. you can't really argue with them. They're going to go up, unfortunately, and we are going to have to grin and bear it. Yeah. Leeds, Leeds, and Sheffield United in the Premier League. God help us. <laughs> yeah, the thing is with Leeds, I think if when they go up, I think they'll do all right. They've got enough. They've got plenty of money to do it. They've got Bielsa, who is going to attract players that Leeds wouldn't, and Leeds will attract players that Bielsa wouldn't. It's, it's potentially going to be a really good mix of management and club for them, which is quite sad for everybody involved, really. Um, but they beat Fulham. Fulham lost, obviously, because obviously they beat them. That puts Fulham. Glad you've cleared that up, like so. That's how it works. Just thought, uh, if it's new to the football and waited 52 minutes to work out how it works, that's how it works. Uh, West Brom lost to somebody. I had it down. Brentford. Brentford. Um, Brentford have looked fantastic since restart. Or well, before they looked really good as well, but they've, they've, they've been really, really good. As we speak, we're recording on a midweek, Tuesday night. Brentford are currently about to win 3-0 away at uh, Reading, which is not only Reading, but it's another it's another win. 
and before West Brom play, that puts them within two points of automatic promotion. So Brentford, as ridiculous as that sounds, could make automatic promotion. And West Brom are going to lose tomorrow because they're at Wednesday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sold on that one at all. But no, we, we've looked okay since return. Yeah, yeah, we've looked okay since return. So, and West Brom haven't. So it can happen. It can happen. Yeah. I've, 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 again, I've looked at runnings. Uh, Brentford have got a decent running. I, I could I could see them picking up a lot of points. So I think it's going to depend upon West Brom, uh, Reading, Wigan, Charlton, Derby, Preston, Stoke, Barnsley. Is Brentford's running? Wow, that's looks good. That that's a good running that for them. Yeah, I mean West Brom's is not. It's, they, well, they've got Wednesday, Hull, Derby, Blackburn, Fulham, Huddersfield, QPR. I'd say it's marginally harder, but yeah, not much in it. I think it's going to depend on how many points West Brom drop rather than how many Brentford pick up yeah no I, I, I think before restart we were all saying Wednesday uh, Leeds and West Brom are up and like, West Brom have drawn, drawn one lost one they, they need to start picking up wins and quickly or they're just going to get lost with Brentford who will come back and looking very very good again um, bit further down the playoffs Cardiff won uh, they, won at, they won at Preston they've now got a three point cushion no, four-point cushion, sorry, because they drew they drew today, or drawing today. Um, they've got a four-point cushion, and again, since restart, they've looked really good. Beat Leeds last week, obviously Preston this week. They've made a really late run, because start of season, obviously, you've got some Warnock sack, got sacked early on for a very slow start. Um, but they're one of the few teams chasing the playoffs that really took some initiative and started picking up results, haven't they? Yeah, as it stands, bear in mind... There's a few minutes left of injury time in their game. It's currently nil-nil. Um, if that stays that way, there'll be four points clear. Um, admittedly, Derby and Preston have got games in hand looking at that. But it's, it's putting the points on the board. Mm. Um, I'm still sticking with my original prediction about Derby being the team that get into that top six. But setting the pace, um, and you know, fair play to them for it. Blackburn, oof. Would have been one of the teams that people thought might have gone up there. Lost two 0 to Barnsley. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. So I will move on to the bottom of the championship where everybody's winning. It's ridiculous. Luton won at the weekend. Uh, Barnsley drew at the weekend, I think, and they're looking winning a Tuesday night. Um, Hull picked up a point. Middlesbrough won. Charlton keep picking up points. Wigan won. The only team that are really really struggling is Huddersfield. I think lost both since the lockdown, uh, since the return. Um, Stoke have yeah. not out, have they? Since lockdown, they've lost. Uh, no, you might be right about that. Yeah, Stoke Stoke have struggled. So Huddersfield and Stoke are the two teams that have struggled since the restart. Uh, Middle Middlesbrough beat Stoke at Stoke at the weekend. Warnock's Neil Warnock's first game in charge for them. I can't see Middlesbrough going down now. They've brought they brought the right man in at the right time for them. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think the squad's that bad anyway. No, I, I just think it needed the Woodgate were an experienced manager at the end of the day, and I never expected them to do all this season. But I think they've, they've again, as much as it pains me to say it, they've made the right choice in bringing Warnock in because, oh, as much as he's a piggy twat, he knows <laughs> how to keep people. Up. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, 
Are we keeping that bit in? I mean, I completely agree that he is a piggy twat, but are we keeping that in or are we doing... Are we beeping him out? Are we beeping me out? What are we doing here? Why would we be better? I don't know. Can we, can we keep piggy twat in? I just, want to see how, I just want to see how many times I can say piggy twat and get away with it. That's all. I've put, I, 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 we've got an explicit warning on it, so it's fine. Yes. Suitable for people aged six and over. And not Sheffield United fans. Yes, definitely not Sheffield United fans. <laughs> Um, Uddersfield, Uddersfield are struggling there. We talk about Middlesbrough having a decent squad but struggling. Uddersfield haven't got a decent squad and they're struggling. Don't about fucking Cowley already. You are? I've seen a rumour today that Cowley's on the verge and uh, obviously they've not been there that long. No, this season. This, they started at the Lincoln. The thing is, with being in something like Cowley is you need to be able to give them time, as in a season or so. We're never going to turn them round because they came down not very prepared. A lot, a lot of clubs come down from the Premier League ready-made for top in the Championship. Huddersfield didn't make them sort of clever signings, and they just weren't ready for it. And they've well, if Luton and Barnsley keep picking up points, which they have been, Huddersfield are going to go down. They're, they're the team that's not, you can't see picking up points. Well, as it as it stands at the bottom, um, admittedly, Luton are currently playing Leeds, so that's kind of a. Normally, we don't know that's going to go, but Lewin 39, Barnsley now 41, Huddersfield 42, Hull 42, Middlesbrough 44, Stoke 44. Huddersfield need those points, they need them quick. Um, Hull, as I went through last week, are probably already preparing for life in League One based on their wage uh, structure, but there's big teams down there that have got to do a lot of work. Yeah. No, there is. I think Middlesbrough come out of it. If I if I if we had to, if we had to put a guess together, I'd go Uddersfield. I'd go Uddersfield, Barnsley, Luton as your three teams to go down. Barnsley might get out of it. I'd I like Huddersfield to go down. Hmm? I'd like Huddersfield to go down. Why? I think because they were intolerable after that playoff semi final. They still oh, want yeah. to add it to this day. So, can you imagine all the phone calls to that pub? Was it called the Slubbers Arms or something like that for the first year of party bus? Imagine the phone calls that pub's going to get if they get relegated. It's, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Yes, it might be beautiful for you. <laughs> in, um, fact, that, in fact, all can join them and all. <laughs> yeah, your playoff foes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all we've got, I think. You, oh, mentioned the League Two playoff final was Monday night. Uh, Northampton won 4 0. And look, they were brilliant in Northampton. They were so much better than uh, Exeter. It were just so one-sided. So they'll be... Uh, I, the, I only caught 15 minutes at game or watching the uh, Palace-Burnley one hmm. instead. But I know they were 2-0 they were down after the first leg at Senni Northampton. <laughs> so come back and, and get promoted. They've done brilliant, really. I think it's the Chris Lyons effect. Chris really? Lyons is the man. Is he still playing? Did he play? Yeah. Did he play yesterday? Yeah, he played for him yesterday. Yeah, he is the man. Yeah. One of the best 50Ks Wednesday ever spent, that man. Yeah. How he never got an England call-up, I don't know. <laughs> on a serious note, he was a quality player. And I suppose, as we are the Northern Monkeys, we uh, we should be advocating uh, Northampton over Exeter. So, yeah, fair play. They, they finished seventh as well. They finished obviously last of the playoff spots. So it's very rare you see the team at the bottom of the playoffs make it through. So it's a good, really good achievement for them. And I don't mind Northampton. They're uh, they're a de- decent enough club compared to uh, other ones. Uh, other ones in in League One. 
Yeah, um, as, part, as part of my Wayne's word, I was considering the issues at Northampton because I've got a half-built stand and uh, mm-hmm. basically the they're effectively gangsters, the former owners, because they're all what? extremely dodgy. We may discuss it at some point. We'll we'll see what goes on. Uh, so I've got a bit of a soft spot for them. Um, we we'll we'll say... need a security detail after you talk about them. No, the the basically, uh, in essence, they took a massive loan from the council and haven't paid it back and haven't developed the area they said they were going to develop. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm quite happy that they've got some success and they've got more income coming in next season that might be able to solve that problem for them and actually have a stand that people can't stand on a hill and see through to watch the match. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll look forward to yeah. We'll we'll see. We've said about three things for Wayne's Word next week, so we'll wait and see. I I, I give you a list of Wayne's Word, and we decide on what to go for. All right, and then we change it at last minute anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Not Wayne's Word. It's Wayne suggests, and it's Lax's choice. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's all I've got on here. Is anything else you you guys want to talk about? No, I'm uh, I'm amazed that me and Nuttall haven't argued as much as I thought we were going to. No, no. Uh, Wayne's accepted that the gay is shite, and that's kind of, we cleared it up. That's it. I'm quite happy about that. Cool. He's got his fishing rod out. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll wait till next week, and when he, when he makes another mistake, we can sure we can talk about it again. Can't wait. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Wayne, for joining and doing Wayne Word. Wayne's Word. Excellent. Cheers, all. Cheers, not all, for joining us. We've, uh, I enjoyed you trying to wind Wayne up. I always enjoy that. Uh, and thank you, to Odin. thank you to Odin, wherever you are, for joining us for part <laughs> of, it. of it. All right, all right, Pete Daniel Odin. <laughs> yeah. 1990 to 2020. <laughs> We've got the one, one Twitter, Facebook, and email. Emails gmail.com So if anything you want to get in touch, let us know. Any suggestions for Wayne's word, let him know. Uh, and we'll get involved. So cheers everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye.